Hello, this is the third and the last episode in this special series of mini-sodes that I'm doing to help you avoid the mistakes that I see many make when choosing, starting and working with a designer during their home renovation or new build. So if you haven't listened to the first episode about the mistakes many make when they're choosing their designer or the second episode in this mini-sode series about the mistakes many make when starting with their designer, then make sure you go and check out those episodes. In this mini-sode, the third one, I'm going to share the mistakes I see clients make as they continue working with their designer for the weeks and months that it can take to create a design. And you can also download a free PDF transcript of this and the other two mini-sodes that are part of this series. I've bundled them all up together. You can grab them at undercoverarchitect.com forward slash designer, D-E-S-I-G-N-E-R. And I've got there some extra additional resources and helpful links for your project and your team, choosing a designer and lots of helpful stuff there that I've included. So let's dive in. I begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of country throughout Australia. I pay my respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures and to elders both past, present and emerging. If we haven't met before, I'm Amelia Lee and I've been in the architectural industry for over 28 years now, working on over 250 projects, including three projects that hubby and I did of our own. Undercover Architect is an online business to help and teach homeowners like you how to get it right when designing, building and renovating your home. And we do that via this podcast, the website and my online courses and programs. I want to demystify and simplify the world of renovating and building for you so that you can be an active collaborator in your project, driving your team towards that home that you're dreaming of. Consider Undercover Architect your secret ally, whoever you're working with and whatever your location, your budget or your dreams. When you're renovating and building, the design process itself, it can feel like a bit of a mystery if you haven't gone through it before. Will your designer be difficult and egotistical to deal with? Will your designer involve you in the process? Will the designer get out paper and sketch in front of you? Will you just get presented with the updated concepts? Will the designer care about your wishes and feedback? Will the designer take your feedback personally and get offended? Will you actually know if you're getting a good quality design? And will the designer push you into a design that you don't like? None of these are silly questions and all understandable if you haven't done this before. I've had homeowners say to me that they feel like mere mortals because of the way some parts of the industry present itself. You know, design is a strange mix of art and science and it's the art side of things in the industry that can seem to hold you, the client, at arm's length, even though it's your money and your home. Add to that, it's one of the most languaged industries with its own terminology to describe its work and that can seem foreign. And unfortunately, there are some architects and designers who think of clients and their budgets as patrons and their funds for their artistic pursuits. The Starchitect ethos is still strong in the industry. It is shifting for sure, but it is still there. It's also the fact that design is it's just inside someone else's brain. So your ability as the client to understand it is actually reliant on their ability to communicate and demonstrate it to you. And not all designers can do a great job of extracting what's in their brain and putting it on paper in front of you. And it's not until the design is drawn that you can really see if it's going to be in alignment with your vision for your future home. Plus, if you don't know what good design actually looks like, or you can't read drawings and translate that into the spaces and rooms of your future home, then you can struggle. 
So how will you make your design process something that's enjoyable, where you get to play the role that you want to and you get to feel part of the journey of your design, leaving a designer's head and becoming the drawings for your future home? Well, of course, the success of this is reliant on the designer that you choose and how you start your relationship with them. And then it's also about how you continue that working relationship as your project progresses. So this is the third mistake that many homeowners make, how you actually work with your designer. And how this mistake plays out is this. Firstly, as with the start of your relationship with your architect or designer, if you're not aware of the steps that your design process can and should take, it's difficult to know if the designer is leading you in the right direction. I've seen homeowners not realise that their designer left out critical research in their project journey or missed checking on specific information that meant that they didn't get consultant input when they were supposed to. Meanwhile, the client is paying fees and spending time on a design that doesn't meet the requirements for the site or the town planning legislation or has to be significantly redone when that information is sought down the track. As with any industry, there are designers who are awesome at what they do, fantastic at guiding you through your project journey and creating a great design outcome as well. And there are designers who aren't. And my experience is that the more educated you are about design and the process of design, the better chance you have of finding the great designers to work with. Because then you don't fall for someone who is less experienced than they're making out or telling you what you want to hear. You can trust your own research and yourself in making better and more informed decisions. And you can build much more trusting and productive relationships with your design team. So knowing what the overall design process involves not only simplifies and demystifies the overall journey, it actually safeguards you from working with the wrong people. Secondly, if you're unsure about what constitutes good design or what are the best starting points for you to think about your home design, then you can be focused on the finishes and fixtures and end up with a stylish, pretty home that doesn't function well and isn't energy efficient or sustainable. I see many homeowners do this and end up at the point of getting their energy efficiency assessment done to achieve their building approval and they're having to upgrade insulation and make other additions or dramatically change the design overall. So some self-education in what creates a functional feel-good home design-wise, it's definitely worthwhile as you research your project. Thirdly, I see some homeowners so fearful that they're going to take, get taken advantage of that they end up writing gunshot over their designer and in some cases actually bullying them. They're so worried about what might go wrong in their project and with their designer that they then create a lot of animosity in the relationship, being forceful and aggressive in their communication. Or they're so anxious, they're calling their designer every moment to chase updates instead of working with their designer to set the ground rules of engagement and the expectations along the way. Unfortunately, I've seen some who follow Undercover Architect behave like this with their designers. That is not what Undercover Architect is for or about. Please understand, I'm not teaching you how to be an industry expert here and do everyone else's job for them, because that means that you'll be taking on responsibility that should actually be in the realm of the professionals that you're hiring. And I'm definitely not teaching you to be an aggressive or nasty client either. I'm teaching you how to hire well and then work better with industry experts you do hire so that you realise the full potential of your home, your budget and your project experience. And so you can create fantastic collaborative relationships where the professionals you're working with actually end up being like friends because there's mutual respect. Lastly, on the flip side of this though, I do see clients putting up with terrible treatment from their designers for way too long and substandard service and work. Again, if you don't know what the process can and should look like and you've got no one impartial to talk with during the process to give you that third party information, then you may be settling for mediocrity and just grinning your teeth and bearing it. 
I get all sorts of messages from people who are too frightened to speak up to their designer or unsure of what is happening is normal. How will you know if the service you're receiving is good quality and that the design you're being presented with will actually result in a home that supports a great lifestyle? And how will you know that you can feel like an active collaborator who is listened to and can feel comfortable in providing feedback that's heard and acted on? Well, here are some tips to avoid this mistake of how you work with your designer. Tip number one, get educated about design so that you confidently can review what your designer is doing. I have had people say to me, I don't need to know how the sausage gets made. I know what I like and what I don't like. However, I find that that is rarely a good way to work with collaboratively in a design process or effectively communicate your design wishes and wants to your designer. My experience is that given the huge range of expertise and experience in the design industry and the varying ways in which people hire and work with their designers and also what they're willing to pay in design fees, the best way to set yourself up for success during your design process is to A, educate yourself about what makes good design when it comes to functional feel-good homes and it's not the finishes and fixtures and B, do the work of thinking how this applies to your future wishes for your home and your lifestyle in it. And C, learn how to communicate with your chosen designer and work collaboratively with them so that they can optimise what's possible for your future home. If you're like most of the homeowners I work with, when you educate yourself about design, it actually changes the way that you think about your home and your goals for it. You see home design in a different way and it's a way that's much more helpful. You're then able to have really great conversations with your designer. You're able to provide much more constructive feedback. You're able to identify and understand the design better and you're able to communicate better with your designer overall. And you're able to audit and review their work. So if you are working with someone who is more focused on finishes than good quality design, you will know sooner rather than later. I've had architects and designers get in touch with me to thank me for the design education their clients have arrived with due to doing home method or even just listening to this podcast because it's changed the quality of their conversations. They're able to jump into the process with the client far faster. They can work more efficiently and confidently with the client and then the client is able to make more effective decisions and the design process moves better as a result. Tip number two is to speak up and be heard and don't let molehills turn into mountains. Now, this is one area I see homeowners struggle with, and unless the designer has specific methodologies to craft a relationship where you feel comfortable to be frank and open in your conversation and feedback with them, then this is something you have to get yourself in the best position to do. Given that 80% of the purchasing decisions in renovating and building are made by women, and the residential design and construction industry is male-dominated and can be a bit dinosaur-like in parts, And sometimes women, speaking generally, they don't like having confrontational conversations. They can then run into the problem of simply not being able to speak up when they need to or stand their ground to ensure that they're heard in their project. And this doesn't often, this doesn't just happen with your designer. If this is a problem for you, it'll be a problem throughout your project. Your future home needs you as its ambassador. If you're not able to step up and speak for your future home, you are relying on those working with you to read your mind or be artful in their ability to extract feedback from you. Too often I see this build up, you know, people can let molehills turn into mountains and their inability to deal with things as they go just builds up until there's full angst and frustration and everyone and everything annoys them about their team and their process. It's stressful and unenjoyable as a result and the problem feels much bigger to deal with. I am constantly impressed with my Home Method members and how they speak up for their projects, how they stand their ground, how they use their education and research abilities to drive their project and how they do this in a respectful way. You know, this can mean that they're getting their builder to redo work, even when the builder and their partner have believed everything to be okay. 
their ability to speak up, their persistence in being informed and getting to the bottom of things and the fact that they then have a place to come in our Facebook group to check in and get guidance for the best next steps. You know, this includes checking in on design decisions and ideas as well. All of this supports them in being able to be an active collaborator in their projects. Tip number three is to set yourself up for success with the ability to review the design and see it in three dimensions. Now, if you don't know how big things are supposed to be or the ideal dimensions of specific spaces and rooms, then it can be really hard to provide feedback as part of your review of the designs that you're being presented with. This is why I created my room notes in Home Method. They include mistakes to avoid, tips to remember and recommended dimensions. It's why I teach about testing everything at one-to-one and about becoming a design detective as you move about your everyday life so that you can collect information and you can assess what's working and what's not. If you're someone who struggles with seeing a floor plan, And then visualizing that as a three-dimensional space, you'll need to work with a designer who can assist with this. That may mean that you need them to work in three-dimensional CAD software so that they can do renders and walkthroughs for you. You know, some designers do virtual reality walkthroughs, or it might mean that you're budgeting for a walkthrough at a warehouse set up like life-size plans or similar. I find that if you do have the ability to check the dimensions of the space, and then you can test it at one-to-one, then that facilitates a lot more confidence in the design. I often see my Home Method members putting masking tape down to see if the size of something uh, works at one-to-one or they're cutting out bits of paper or they're staking things out on their site or they're building mock-ups of walls to really test things. Now, I know you may be thinking, wow, that seems like a lot of effort. But if you're spending six figures on your home or more, then a little effort in the planning and the designing, that can prevent a lot of regret in the finished, very permanent home. And it can prevent a lot of drama during construction when you start to see the spaces and realise that they're not what you were imagining. That's when construction gets expensive and stressful because you're trying to decide whether you need to change things or if you're just going to lump it and live with the consequences. And neither of those is a good choice, so it's best to avoid it in the first place. Lastly, one final tip. Staying on track in your project can be challenging. You're going to have lots of things competing for your attention and you'll be working on your design over a long period of time, during which you'll most likely be fed loads of great ideas and suggestions. Your designer can actually keep you accountable to your original vision if that's what you want. If you're clear about your goals for your home and your future lifestyle and you want to stay on track, then empower your designer to help you do that. If your designer is reactive, responds to your every wish and whim, and you all end up chasing the next bright shiny object, then your design process can end up being more stressful and haphazard than it needs to be. Now, inside Home Method, I share a bunch of resources to help you on how you work with your designer. As I mentioned, there's my room notes. It's over 40 pages of design tips that go through room by room, the key things to know about uh, the design, about what to include, mistakes to avoid, orientation recommendations and ideal dimensions. Home Method also includes lessons on lighting design, material choices and a range of detailed design information that's super helpful as you move through your design process so that you can ensure things aren't being left out or overlooked. And the exercises that I take you through in Home Method are super helpful for uncovering what you really want in your future home, what's going to suit you and how to best work with your designer to achieve it. Of course, Home Method lays out all the steps in your project journey from start to finish so you can know what to expect, you can plan ahead and then you can speak up if things don't seem to be going in the best direction. Plus, you have my support in the Facebook group to get your design questions answered as well. So to recap, if you want to avoid making mistakes when working with your designer, Understand the steps involved in your project and your design process so that you can know what things should be happening, in what order and who will be involved along the way. 
Learn more about home design and about what it means for you so that you can articulate it in a way that helps your designer understand what you're seeking to achieve, what your priorities are and the best way that they can support you to realise the vision for your future home. If you're fearful about being taken advantage of in your project, then educate yourself as it's a much more productive way to run your project than bullying your designer or trying to ride gunshot over everything. Set yourself up with the knowledge to be able to review and audit the design so that you know that it will suit you and deliver the type of home and lifestyle that you're hoping for. Support yourself in feeling more confident to speak up and be heard so you can be an active collaborator in your project and be your future home's ambassador. Test your design at one-to-one and work with a designer who supports you in understanding the three-dimensional quality of your home spaces and rooms and find a designer who will help keep you on track with your project and your home goals. And that's it, my three mini-sode special, highlighting the mistakes that I see clients make when choosing, starting and working with their designer. Whether it's an architect, a building designer, an interior designer or another type of design professional, the quality of your relationship with them can often be a big predictor of how enjoyable your project journey is and how successful your home design is as well. Creating a home design that suits you both now and over the long term, it doesn't happen accidentally. It's not a prescriptive formula and it's not a result of moving squares and rectangles around on a page. Find a designer who really understands what you're seeking to achieve and extends your abilities to make that happen, who takes your budgets and your wishes seriously and sets up a process and a team to realise the full potential of them in your future home and is also enjoyable to work with where you feel like even the challenges and the hiccups along the way can be dealt with because you have an expert in your corner who has your best interests at heart. And if you're concerned about doing that on your own, remember that my flagship program Home Method exists to get you educated and to support and guide you along the way. Now, as a reminder, if you're listening to this mini-sode series around the time of its release, then be sure to join me for my free online workshop happening in early November, Four Factors to Make or Break Your Project. You'll learn how you can make your project simpler and more successful and create a home that works and feels great and enjoy the experience overall. Check out the available times by heading to undercoverarchitect.com forward slash workshop, W-O-R-K-S-H-O-P. And I've also bundled up a full transcript of these, this episode and the other two mini-sodes uh, all together. You can grab them by heading to undercoverarchitect.com forward slash, forward slash designer. I've also got some other helpful resources and links to help you with your designer selection, with starting with your designer well and with working with them really productively. As always, thank you for tuning in and for letting me be your secret ally. Until next time, bye. Bye.